Halloween guys are you guys in the 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 zone now the Halloween spirit I know it's a bit early I was actually wondering why Halloween didn't start back in August yeah I'm really surprised and now we have Christmas like creeping up it's like oh yeah get the fuck out of here Mariah Carey I don't know about y'all, but I feel like there's not a lot of decorations out like in my area this year. I feel like comparatively last year that was already busting yeah. out, but yeah, last year Michael's was popping off with decorations. Yeah. I did go to Spirit Halloween though, and it was pretty lit. I mean, it was just full of cool stuff. They got they got a lot, they got a lot of like really cool Beetlejuice merchandise. Reese, just so you know, uh, we can only see your like chin. And your and your titties. I don't know if that was intentional. Sean, this was your first time seeing Nick Cage's season of the witch from 2011, I think. What did you think? You know, I, I had never seen Cage of Thrones before, and all I gotta say is, uh, toss, toss a coin to your uh, Cage Lord. I am Damon of Blybrook. Your name has become legend. Deliver the witch to Severak, where you will destroy the witch's powers. That the witch is not what I say. I will take the girl, but if she is not what you say, she will not be yours to burn. You're not like the others. Do you believe I'm a witch, Bayman? Don't be deceived. She sees the weakness that lies in our hearts. And what she sees there, she will use against us. You're not afraid of me. Are you? These men are prepared for battle. You have to get in line behind me. She'll turn one man against another. They must be punished. Let's finish this. We're gonna need more holy water. Did you did you like the trolley stuff in it? I mean, hopefully, we're going to have uh, spoilers right out the gate here, people. So if you don't like spoilers about this 2011 um, wonderful witch film, then you might want to stop listening now. But what did you think about the fact that, uh, well, I guess the real question is, are there any witches in the movie at all? It, it kind of seemed like uh, it was a more spoilers, uh, but uh, demon-focused film. Oh, my demon! Look at my demon hands! Not this again. Yeah. Steve and I just watched it. What was your impression, Steve? Rewatching that disaster piece. 
so um, I, I watched this I think pretty much when it came out and uh, it was at the same yeah. time as another movie Sorcerer's Apprentice and I, mm-hmm. I constantly confuse elements of these movies so rewatching it was very uh, eye opening as to yeah. uh, I think when I think back on these movies I combine some of the good elements of both of them and I remember them as good films but I think individually uh-huh. they have enough wrong with them that <laughs> Oh, we need a mashup, fellas. Mm-hmm. What I really appreciated was that first shot of Nick Cage's face. And uh, he looked just like Chad Kroger from Nickelback. That was my first reaction. I'm like, oh, we're going to get some Nickelback up in this movie. I'm so pumped. I I liked how, like, right off the get-go, they're just like, oh, here's the uh, the hound from Game of Thrones. Just, just, just going to throw him in there, so... Yep, and then we got Ron Perlman, just basically Ron Perlman dressed in medieval garb. I mean, he does he even his hairstyle is like modern day. I said, Steve, did he gel his hair in the 1300s? What is this? Why were their teeth so white? <laughs> yeah, medieval whitening strips, or I maybe. Yeah, he was yeah. drinking bleach before it was cool. <laughs> So for those of you who don't That's know, how he kept himself from getting the plague. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is a medieval film. Deals with the plague. Takes place in the 14th century. It follows um, some knights who are charged with transporting a suspected witch to a monastery, where um, monks deduce that her powers could be the source of the entire Black Plague. Steve, you made a great point when the movie was over. You said, "I like how." I like how this movie basically justifies the Crusades and the violence against uh, the um, Islamic, the rise of the Islamists. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess this movie is just, it's settled. It was the right thing to do, was to attack. Yeah, this was actually, if you didn't notice in the credits scene, it was uh, produced by Mel Gibson. Yeah, man. No, there's there's kidding. some real questions about the theology I have. What were you gonna say, Sean? It finally com- completes the Mel Gibson uh, Holy Trinity. <laughs> so we have what? Passion of the Christ. W- what else? Season of the Witch. And what's the uh, other one? What was that other movie he did about the, about the Aztecs? Oh, Halloween? Apocalypto. Yeah, Apocalypto oh, yeah. now. <laughs> I actually uh, really enjoy that film, but I always watch it thinking, wow, Mel Gibson did this. Interesting. I was definitely getting a lot of uh, Beowulf vibes from mm-hmm. this. Um, if, if I know I always talk about this movie, but the, uh, the 2001 Beowulf film starring Christopher Lambert, which we really should do an episode on. Yeah, that's... So now we, we got to do... Uh, we gotta do Boonraku, and we gotta do Beowulf. Fight well. Or die badly. Dude, there's still something wrong with my mic. Um, so since uh, this is happening with you, Steve, I want to ask you, uh, truth or scare? Pick one. Truth or scare? Do, do I have to pick one on the website, or do you No, 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 one? you just tell me. Truth or scare? Oh. Um, truth. All right, you pick truth? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Um, so I'm just going to pick one of these questions off of this website here, and it's not going to be, do you have any fetishes? Because, God, I don't want to know that right now. <laughs> oh, I will um, tell you. I can tell you that anyways, maybe, even if you don't ask. I don't know if I should ask this one. Uh, what's the worst thing you've ever done? I guess that you would be willing to share because I don't know how deep we want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, the question is willing to share or allowed to share. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The worst thing I've ever done was probably the time that we burned down that school um, while the kids were still inside. Um, And they were screaming, begging for us to let them out. And and we didn't. Oh, did watching season of the witch brought back these memories? No, right? I'm kidding. What actually the probably the worst thing that I ever did was um, allow Jared Hansen to make uh, fly away by Honky Patrol. That is Ooh. the worst thing that I've ever done. Oh, I'm probably gonna have to edit out his name, but that's fair. That's fair. Steve was in a, a basically non-existent hip hop group called uh, Honky Patrol. And uh, I helped out with that just a little bit. And I allowed uh, one of my other friends in college to also be a part of it while Steve was away from the studio. You know, he was kind of on tour for himself. You know, he was doing the book signings, that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to kind of take a different direction, a different approach with the music. And um, so I let our friend uh, basically co-write a song and he led us into a ballad. And when Steve returned to the studio, he was very upset that we had produced a ballad. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a a Lincoln Park ballad. It was yeah. like no, I, okay. I can't even. Right. I can't even think. Yeah. Well, I'll just I'll include a short clip from it. But basically, Steve has never forgiven me or anyone else uh, who was a part of it. So, okay, I, I don't see how that's the worst thing. I think you're just using that question to kind of channel it into attacking someone else. And that's okay. But it's not really answering the question. But that's all right. Uh, Season of the Witch, though. Man, she wasn't a witch. I, I love how at the beginning, the, the ladies who are about to get murdered, hung for being witches, are begging for their lives. And then it's just like, nope y'all witches and they just hang him anyway and it's you know your first reaction is this is awful this stuff really happened back in the day this is terrible but then in the immediate scene that precedes that the uh, priest comes back like in the middle of the night he's like i gotta bring these women up because you can't just leave them soaking by the way i just said soaking that is trending it was recently don't look that up do you know what that is sean you gotta do some hump jumping <laughs> There was some, there was some witch soaking happening in this movie. So he comes back by himself to pull them up out of the water. You know they're hanging there from their necks, and uh, he ends up falling in. I'm like Steve, why didn't he get one of his church buddies to come help him? You know how hard it is to pull a body out of water with a rope up onto a bridge. Yeah. So he falls in and turns out they got like superhuman uh, evil dead powers. (laughs) They they are witches like they they needed to be killed. Jesus. I I just like any movie that starts out with uh, 
doing a fatality on a priest. <laughs> fatality. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it was it was kind of a lame fatality though. It was more like mm. a it was more like the friendly. friendly. I expected him to like rip out his heart or something like that, and she just hung him. So it was yeah, like yeah. it was like uh, Liu Kang like in Mortal Kombat One, where he just kind of does like a somersault and goes. <laughs> it, it was like mm. Nick Cage in in Deadpool, where she was like, "Hi, fucking yeah." <laughs> Did you say Deadpool? Did I say Deadpool? I, I think Deadpool. you did. But that makes it even better. <laughs> I think we. I think we need uh, Nick to play Deadpool's dad. Oh God! Yes. yes. Oh God! That it would be, be awesome. perfect. Yeah. And and let him let him ad lib. They wait. They wear the same suit, except he just has Dude, a mustache. I'm, text- on the I'm suit. texting Ryan Reynolds right now. <laughs> I'm telling him to make this happen. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Sean, truth or scare? Uh, I, th- I think I'm going to choose uh, scare. I'm glad you chose scare. Scare is actually really lame. I had I wasn't able to think of anything good, so just tell me something scary, bro. What's something, you got to try to scare us. A scary story? It's got to be brief, though. What's something scary? Not this movie. It was kind of scary. Tell us about your voodoo experience. Was there something scary out of that when you went to New Orleans? Uh, well, so there was this situation where I specifically tried to find the most authentic voodoo shop in New Orleans. Okay. And I found this place called Voodoo Authentica, and uh, shout out to them. It's gotta be. Uh, They, I bought probably like a hundred and... Hundred hundred and fifty dollars worth of voodoo shit, and I was carrying yeah. it because I didn't want anything to get broken. Um, yeah, I was carrying it on in a backpack on the plane. Pretty yeah. much just had that in my backpack and like a few right. other things, and I was like, "That's amazing, guys! If we if we crash." Uh, Pro- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's it's your bad mojo, and, and we did have like around. a like an eight hour layover, so uh, that was pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if like you just for for whatever reason you went uh, homeless and all you had was your bag full of voodoo stuff, and so you were just like peddling that stuff, like yeah, I got I got my voodoo chains, and like bro, where are you from, bro? I I was more wondering. If somebody in uh, airport security was just gonna be like, um, "Sir, you have to come with us." What would you have done though if you were at that uh, voodoo place and they had shrunken heads, you know, and you saw one that was really, uh, really grotesque looking, and so you asked the employee, like, "Hey, is that, is that a real head?" Like, "Yeah, yeah, I can prove it." Really? Yeah. And then he just like opens, he opens the uh, curtain, and there's the body back there without its head. You know that they, they, they. But it's a shrunken body. <laughs> what? They shrunk it's like, the it's whole. Just, no, it's just a midget. It's a midget person. You know they. <laughs> or what, I'm sorry. What's the correct term nowadays? I don't even know. A little person. Small Is person. It? Is it? I, I don't know. What's the little women? Little. Yeah. <laughs> pretty little liars. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't see any shrunken heads, but uh, I did go, well, at that shop. Okay. But I did 
go to uh, the Museum of Death, which okay. is um, you know about some things that you would expect, and they they actually did have a an authentic shrunken head there. Oh wow! Really cool place, uh, especially if you're into the occult or serial killers yeah. or stuff like that. They actually have um, mm-hmm. a theater in the back, which is also what you eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is where the bathroom is, um, and it pretty much they just play of videos on loop of just like dead bodies yeah. and like like you know morticians doing stuff and like stuff yeah. like that and uh, Dion Grave music videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's in New Orleans. Yes. Yep. Okay, because I I went to a museum of death in Hollywood. Oh, it sounds like it was pretty similar. They had yeah. like serial killer uh, correspondences, art. Mm-hmm. It was super creepy. Yeah. They had the actual. I, I believe I could be mistaken, but I believe they had some of the actual clothes of the Heaven's Gate members oh, wow. who killed themselves. It was creepy. They actually they did actually set it up to look like the room where they committed suicide. Yeah, very unsettling. So, Season of the Witch, not to be confused with the Season of the Witch film from the 70s, directed by George Romero. Haven't seen that one. I just happened to see that it had the same title. Probably, a, I would guess, a much more solid film, though this one has its merits for a lot of uh, unintentional reasons. I like it's how also they... not a remake of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, yeah, right. But maybe it should be. <laughs> so, the, you know, the very beginning of the movie, they have the battle sequences. They have all these historical battles. They, I like how they really make you believe this is a historical film. Like, you could watch this in your high school history class or something. I, I did, actually. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have all these huge epic battles, which are really just, the you know, CG green screen stuff going on. And it looks like 300. I even said, this looks like 300. And then uh, Nick Cage's character was like, let's send 300 men over there and 300 men over there. Like, see, they even know it. It's in the dialogue. Yeah. Speaking of things in the dialogue... Oh, no, wait. Um, they were going to kill 300 people apiece. Wasn't that it? You take the 300 on the left, I'll take the 300 yeah, right, on the right. That's right. Um, speaking of dialogue, Sean, did you happen to catch at the very end of the movie when uh, Ron Perlman was talking about uh, tag-teaming his mom with Cage? <laughs> you know, I missed that. Um... Yeah. He said, I, I want to take you back to the valley where I was born. My forefathers used to sit in a particular hole. We can hang out there together. <laughs> this is over. I think I'd like to see the valley where I was born. I have no such yearnings for home. Oh, well, then come with me. I will show you my home. And we will sit in the hall where my forefathers sat and drink ale, tell tales. Few men have lived to tell. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. <laughs> But yeah. also appropriate for the time. Yeah, they probably did some weird shit back then, I, I would think. You know, what gets me is how naive uh, Nick Cage's character, I don't even remember his name, Bartamom? Barman? Bayman? Uh, yeah, Bayman? Payman. Baymax? Baymax. I think it was Baymax. Bayman, yeah. Beowulf. Beowulf. It was Beowulf. Yeah, this was, this was Big Hero 6, guys. Did you not notice? That was... <laughs> There was Baymax, there was yeah. Enrique, there was Balsack. Mm-hmm. Balsack. Um, actually, we were wrong. We thought his name was Balsack the whole movie. I'm looking at it now. His name His name was actually De Balsack. 
<laughs> the ball sack. Sorry. The ball sack, I, yeah. The, the ball sack. Oh, uh, man, it's, a, it's, it's so fitting. It's a proper noun. Yeah, they they all have these these uh, medieval names, and then you get, like, Claire Foy, the girl. Yeah. They should have put, like, the demon. Just spoiled yeah. it right there in the credits. Demon! Yeah. Claire Foy as the witch, and then cross out the witch. I, I mean, the demon. <laughs> I did really like that uh, the the altar boy, uh, the actor that plays him. I I, um, I forget his name, but I I really mm-hmm. like him. He's from this this show called Misfits. Uh, okay. This uh, British like kind of superheroy. That's show. where I've seen him before. Yeah. I knew I recognized him, and I couldn't place it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. recognize him. I think he's also in. What is it? Umbrella Academy? I haven't seen it. But is he a, yeah, yeah, he okay. is an Umbrella yeah. Academy. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And he, he also did this movie with uh, David Tennant called Bad Samaritan, where he's like a kid that uh, accidentally stumbles upon this serial killer. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I believe that this movie probably helped a lot of these actors with their careers. A lot of these actors that maybe this was a, a first or early film for them because you know the performances weren't really terrible in a lot of places it was just for me bad writing you know maybe some poor direction bad effects that kind of stuff but i can't really fault a lot of the acting i mean they they had what they had to work with ron perlman was just like i'm gonna be myself basically i i you could have just like copy and pasted him right out of blade 2 was that what he was in the second one (laughs) was he in blade wasn't he in Blade 2? I don't know. Well, you're looking that up. Uh, yeah. Truth or Scare? Oh. I don't think... Yeah, yeah, he was Reinhardt in Blade 2 from 2002. I was alive then, if you can believe that. Uh, did you just ask me Truth or Scare? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Scare. Scare? Because I want to share the story. Steve, weren't you a part of the story? Steve, weren't... <laughs> weren't we both... Little kids in this play at Middle High Valley Players, yeah. directed by directed well, no. by. I was in the play. You were helping yeah. me out. I think if this is the story that I remember. Yeah, well, I was helping you out somehow. I was like a backstage worker. This was Christmas Carol, right? I think. Okay, I think so. Yeah. So this was Christmas Carol. I was playing the 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 parts of young Scrooge, and then I was also like one mm-hmm. of the the homeless kids or something in the. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Future. Okay. And, and who was the so director? The director, I do not remember his name. Wasn't his name John something? I don't remember if it was well, part John. Of, part of the story was about yeah. how we, we learned he's a pedophile. Yeah, well, in West Virginia, he was he was yeah. a convicted pedophile, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or had had some sort of a criminal record, but he was, he was working mm-hmm. somehow in Ohio as a director for a youth production because this was a youth production there were some adults but most of them were kids so because uh, mlvp our, our had a number of uh, like adult only productions but there were two yeah. a year one uh-huh. summer and one winter where like kids also were in them yeah including us 
Including well, so I was I, I don't remember if you were in the play or if you were just helping me out for this reason, but yeah. because of me playing vastly different roles of young Scrooge being very you know well dressed and then the homeless uh-huh. kids being covered in dirt makeup, and they were relatively quickly in between the two, I had to go from being filthy to very clean. Maybe that was it. Relatively quickly, I, I was your assistant. Yeah, and so there was this changing room down in the basement. It gets good. Yeah, sorry, I'm <laughs> taking over your story, but clearly I remember more of the details. Um. Yeah. So there was this changing room in the basement because I had maybe 10 to 15 minutes between these two. And Mm -hmm. I needed to wipe off all of this dirt makeup off of my entire body because I was wearing rags, ripped up rags. So I had dirt makeup on all all over my body. And I didn't put that on. The director had originally offered to come down and help (laughs) me get cleaned up in between uh, in between these roles. Oh, it's um, so wrong. It's so and wrong after finding about out about his history, um, I opted to have Reese help me to wipe things off of my naked body instead. Well, nearly. I was in my underwear, but still. Yeah, yeah. Man, I must have blocked that part out. I don't remember any of that. I believe this actually happened on the first performance night, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Now, we have to say that that this theater, the Middle High Valley Players Theater, is known for being a haunted location. Yes. Particularly that basement, actually. I didn't know that. But the basement, the basement, if it's still like it was, is very creepy. Because when yeah. you go in that basement, um, it's all just rock walls and yeah. a dirt floor, and it goes way into the back where there's no light. And then in part of the wall, it looks like it, there's some damage there. Where you can walk through it. It's a big hole, basically. And what I was told is that leads to under the city. Mm-hmm. It so goes to the like, old sewer system, if I remember correctly. Because yeah. the, the, the MOVP theaters was built either early 1900s or earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was already kind of creeped out just by being down there. Mm-hmm. And it's this old iron door that you got to open. Yeah, it's huge and really heavy. Yeah. yeah. So continue the story, Steve. What no, happened no, to us you, while we you were down there? You, you take it from here. Well, just I, what I, I remember is we were down there and you were doing your uh, costume change. Is that what was going on? Mm-hmm. And it was just us who'd gone down there. And it was like we literally went through that door and started the change. And we just, I, this is my experience, I felt mm-hmm. the air change. Yeah. I felt, I just got really cold all of a sudden down there. But, it was, started, but it was more directed at your feet, if I remember correctly. I don't know. You, yours, yours was lower. Okay, maybe uh, maybe I said that then. I just remember I felt this coolness, and yeah. it kind of uh, perked me up. I was nervous, and then the, that door just slammed shut. Mm-hmm. And then the two of us were so we were scared, and we were trying to open it, and it was like there was this force preventing us from opening that door for a few seconds, mm-hmm. and we were finally able to get it open. And we ran upstairs. I remember, that, the, I remember the I remember the the air movement though uh, when we talked about it uh, we uh, had we had described it diff- slightly like the same feeling but in different places so for me I felt it like strongly at like an upper body area and you had felt okay. it more of a lower body area almost like it was passing by and yeah. it wasn't that was our that was our justification that it wasn't a breeze I guess yeah but, so yeah turns out our pedophile uh, director wasn't the uh the real threat there yeah or the only threat <laughs> yeah. yeah apparently there were a lot of people that wanted to come at me when i had my pants off 
I miss the old days. <laughs> I believe it. I believe that. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's my scary story from way back when. We had to be what? Middle schoolers? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was uh I think I was 8th grade. 8th grade. Yeah. They, like they made a movie seventh about or eighth that. Grade. I'm waiting for the what sequel. A- ninth grade. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. What else we got? What else? What else you want to say about season of the witch? Nick's really bad at uh, going over bridges. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. that whole scene. Yeah. That's when Steve and I kind of realized. Well, that's when I said these guys are idiots. <laughs> I mean, because they are dumbasses, we're stuck with this, like, 15-minute scene of them trying to cross this bridge. Yeah. My, my first thought whenever Nick walked across with the horse was that he was just, like, going to get to the other side and be like, somebody else take the wagon. I'm yeah. already over here. <laughs> there's there's actually, no other bridge. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to bring this up, guys, but it reminded me of an episode of Squid Game, oh, which yeah. I do recommend there is a game in that show where they have to cross this bridge and it might actually be one of the most uh unsettling sequences for me and i don't even i mean i have a slight fear of heights but it's just kind of how that all goes down in that episode yeah go watch squid game i liked it it's it's got some intense scenes if i watch it and there's no tentacle sex then i will be very disappointed Oh, that's coming in the anime version. Mm-hmm. They finally get that witch who is just, I mean, how dumb do you have to be? How, how about when they go through the forest and she uses her witch powers to conjure the, the wolves, the dire wolves, really bad CG yeah. dire wolves. And how many shots of their faces morphing with that really bad CGI did we have to suffer through? I mean, seriously, American, well, American wolf, wolf in Jerusalem. Not to mention that every single one of those wolves was thrown on top of the swords. Yeah. But, I mean, Nick took him out like a champ. Yeah. So that was sweet. He should be in, in the new Resident Evil movie, because uh, those dogs are going to be toast. Oh, man. Yeah, we should talk about that. Did you see it, Steve? I haven't. Is well, it out, you... or is it... Um... Just the trailer. It's oh, just okay. a trailer dropped okay. recently. I thought it looked intriguing, but every, with every Resident Evil movie I I, uh, I see, I just wonder why don't they just follow the games? They 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 did that in the beginning. Well, this one this this one seems like it's the first one. The first one kind of followed the game. Eh, yeah, th- this eh, one seems the closest. I, this one seems like it's going to be the closest. Uh, I mean, this one literally. I mean, spoiler for the trailer, but they end with the iconic, like, dude eating uh-huh. somebody and then turns yeah. around and he's a zombie scene. Yeah, that's cool to see. Yeah. It, yeah it's interesting. Watch it, Steve. They, they look like they're doing, like, Resident Evil 1 and 2, like, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we'll I, I definitely I definitely want to see it. The trailer has my interest. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hating on it, but I just always think, like, why... The games are just, you know, the original games have such a simple premise. And I think they just, it feels like they always try to just pack them, pack the movies full of stuff. But at the same time, the game itself is inspired by really old, simple horror movies. So, I mean, what am I really asking for here? 
I actually did just beat uh, Resident Evil Village. Are you satisfied with the ending? I liked it. Um, I I thought it was a. I thought it had a lot of variety, and it w- it was it was more action oriented than seven, but it's still mm-hmm. like. It's one of those games where they have enemies kind of like do kind of jump scary type things like okay it's more so um you're more mobile your your character's like Mm -hmm. a better fighter but they also give you enemies that are more equipped on taking you on all right like especially like the lichens and stuff like those things Mm. it's just like get the fuck away from me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i do want to play it i should so if you guys are ready, I have uh, today's episode of uh, Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, Two Truths and a Lie. The famous segment. Yeah. All right. So, as you know, I have three trivia facts for you. And one yeah. of them is One a of lie. these is a lie. And we haven't actually revealed what the lie was from the last time. And, do, you think, uh, do you think I should? No, but I'm I'm just saying I, I didn't actually do my research. I don't know. I still don't well, know. <laughs> if you if you don't want to do your research, uh, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. There we go. And I will post it there. That's what I want to hear. We'll have to make I don't it. know if you're kidding or not, but I want to hear that. We'll have yeah. to make that Patreon then. I think we have one. I just don't think there's anything on it. I think I just did it to reserve the username. Basically. All right, let's hear it. These these better be these All better right. be scary factoids. We'll edit. Fact number one. Nick did not know how to ride a horse prior to this movie. Oh, come on. Fact number two. Claire Foy, the girl, mm-hmm. met her husband on the set of this movie. That happens like every Nick Cage movie. So. Fact number three. Ron Perlman improv the rescue scene at the end where he saved Cage. improv the rescue scene at the end. Yeah, remember after he was dead, he came mm-hmm. back and he uh, rescued Cage from, or was it Cage or was it, no, it wasn't Cage. It was uh, the the kid. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think there's any possible way that three is is it because they're just like oh yeah sorry uh, Ron Perlman uh, ad libbed this scene now you have to do like a hundred hours more of CG work. So Sean says number three, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Reese, what do you say? I don't want to pick the same thing, but I think Sean Sean knows what he's talking about. He's something of a professional here. I get paid to do services. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that a line from the movie? I want to say it was. <laughs> there was there was one line that Nick made that I swear to God, I, uh, the not if I can help it. Yeah. Why, yeah. why why do I feel like I've like heard that turned into a meme? I don't. I don't know. I've I've heard it too. Yeah, but I, it's been outside of this movie, and I swear mm-hmm. I just I've heard it as a meme somewhere, or like as I, another I just character, wanted... or like Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. I don't know. So what's your what's your choice, Reese? Wrong. Uh, I'm gonna go with number one. Number one. Nick didn't know how to ride a horse. Nick. Wait. What was number two? Uh, Claire Foy met her husband on set. All right, you know, I, it's really hard for me to believe that uh, Nick 
you know, doesn't know how to ride a horse in 2011. I mean, how many movies has he done now? He's done how many stunts? Let's just go with number one. Go. And uh, thanks for not telling us. Yeah, if you want, if you want to know the answer, then support us financially. Help us yeah. get this ship, you know, off the docks. Then you'll know everything we know about Nick Cage and the occult. Eventually, our two loves of Nick Cage and the occult are going to combine, and we're going to like we're going to be able to actually influence Nick Cage's subconscious and have more of a direct role over his choices in Hollywood. We're going to be really fun. Has taught me anything. It's that the crusades were justified, and that if I yeah. want to get anywhere in life, all I have mm-hmm. to do is just kill a shit ton of people. Yeah, that's it. And dogs. And dogs and and women and children, but then afterwards regret it. <laughs> so what is that? They're they are the best of the best. They are uh, I, hardcore I I'm, warriors. I'm not, I'm not really sure. That was always kind of like they were. They were like at one point. What do you call like, it? Not ma- they were Gary Sue's. Gary Sue's. I mean that they they basically couldn't be killed is what I'm saying. At least at the beginning, they just yeah. won every battle. They were super powerful, but then all of a sudden. You know, they they break into the enemy's courtyard and realize, oh my god, we're killing women and children. Is that what really happens in war? Oh my god, peace, bro. Put down your swords. So what happened was Nick was a good good Christian noodle, and and then he saw a babe. Who? (laughs) And he's like, man, maybe I should just become an atheist. I just think about what Nick Cage said in real life in an interview somewhere where, you know, obviously I'm paraphrasing, but how he grew up with all brothers. And so women have always been kind of a mystique for him. He's always been enchanted, which wasn't the word, but you know what I'm saying, right? And yeah. and that kind of, I feel like he brought that to this character. This dude doesn't know anything about women. Like, yeah. they're telling him she's a witch. He's like, yeah, but I... I just yeah, but she's hot. She's hot, and I want to believe what she's saying, bro. Well, I mean, yeah. he's he's part of God's army, so I mean, they yeah, can't just he's be like sexually frustrated. He fights for God, but you know, he fucks. <laughs> well, Ron Perlman does. Like, that's made very clear. That's true. Yeah, and then yeah. Ron, Ron the, was it Ron Perlman that just like turned to him is just like, man, God's got a got a lot of a lot of enemies. Yeah. Or yeah, he said something like it. Uh, or no, Nick said uh, it sucks to be one of God's enemies. Or God, God has a lot of enemies. And then Ron Perlman says, uh, "Well, it's not very good being his friend either." <laughs> they're they're very true to their faith. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of uh, religious questions arise when you watch this. And then I guess we should just end it with the. The epic battle at the end with the CG demon. I mean, that Disney's was gargoyles. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, Sean, have you seen Troll Hunters? I have not actually. No. Okay. So the demon at the the, the demon at the end reminds me a lot of uh, one of the changelings. It's uh, the there's like an Asian uh, teacher woman that is a changeling mm. and she looks almost identical to that demon in her demon goblin form whatever it is the demon was very generic looking to me my favorite yeah. part was that the little baby demons would fly into the zombie priest's mouths and uh <laughs> yeah i thought that was epic so so Any- the witch at the beginning uh- was not a witch 
right? Oh, I mean, she I, was influenced I, I by the I, demon. I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't well, know. That's, no, that's the whole. That's the whole message of the movie is that yeah. there were never witches. We were wrong to burn yeah. women it was... at the stake unnecessarily. <laughs> it was the devil. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. So you still yes. burn them. No, you but, don't burn women when it's the devil. You exercise them. Yes. That's why, that's why we got all them. these thick girls now. Mm-hmm. That's why because she's... Because we don't have demons. She's fine at the end. We exercise the demon them, out and now we get thick ladies. He, he reads, like, two chapters of the Bible in Latin, and the yeah. demon goes back no, to hell. No, he said amen. Amen. He, yeah. Every, every prayer you tell, she gets one size thicker. That's right. <laughs> you gotta well, exercise guys, that that demon. That's all the time I have for this short Halloween special on season of the witch, if you can believe it. So that's it, guys. So I guess I'll end it by saying yes, Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman both die at the end of the film. It's tragic. Sorry to spoil it. That's season of the witch. Thanks for listening to Late Night Cage Fight, and have a happy Halloween. Until next time. Later. He needs to be fed.